You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. How is it going? It's going. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> A lot of Batman up in here. Yeah, you've been reading some Batman. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, yeah. Back to writing reviews again? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Right <laughs> For now. the moment. <laughs> might you might get one a week from me for a month and then I'll give it up. Mm. But <laughs> nobody sees it anyway. Facebook's yeah, Facebook. really good, really good at hiding everything. So who cares? I'm just doing it more like, to keep track of. Like Batman hides in the shadows. That's, That's right. right. Facebook wanna, keeps him hidden. Yeah. If you're evil enough to come find these reviews and d- dig into the shadows. <laughs> They'll be there waiting on you. Well, speaking of shadows and dark spots in pop culture, I feel like it's the, we have to address it. Something that happened a couple weeks ago. We, we haven't had a chance to record oh, since the Oscars. Another, do you eat another calzone? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we all watched the Oscars. We saw the moment that shocked and offended all decent viewers at home when Zack Snyder was recognized for two awards at the Oscars. It's, it's not The Snyderverse says the Snyder boys or bros or whatever have attacked again and won. How is that possible? That's so in tough. their yeah. quest to make the Oscars more hip or viewer-friendly or young or whatever they're trying to do with the Oscars, they had the Oscars' top five most cheer-worthy moments. Ever! Ever. Ever. Film history. <laughs> that's from, what, that's so hilarious to me. They're, from their point Dorothy was, on the yellow brick road yeah. to, you know, blowing up the Death Star, the whole history of cinema to choose from. And however the online vote, I assume they narrowed it down. I, I assume it wasn't just picked literally anything because the five they ended up with were the <laughs> Matrix bullet time of Neo dodging right. the bullet. There you go. That's the solo song from the movie Dream Girls. Why not? Okay. <laughs> and you're telling me you don't think it could just be from any. <laughs> I, I don't know how these were narrowed down. Uh, the Avengers Assemble. Okay. Cat that catching was, the hammer yes, and saying that's, Assemble. That's okay. the number one cheerworthy moment I've probably ever seen. The three Spider-Men. That's combining. what they wanted to win. That's why they created the category right, was right. so Spider-Man could get recognition. But the number one, because after those four, I'm like, wow, this could be literally anything. Yeah. We, we have all cinema to recognize. And it was Flash enters the Speed Force <laughs> yes. from Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. <laughs> and I sat there with my jaw dropped like, hey, I don't, I, we all kind of enjoyed that movie. It, we all said it was an improvement on the original. It was yeah, fine. Yeah. But I literally didn't even remember that happening in the movie. 
the one and only time I watched it. It was not a thing that stuck out to me whatsoever. So, yeah, Zack Snyder's online army of apologists and uh, trolls kind of made the Oscars their target, I guess. You yeah. gotta pay attention. To Anything that they can get, get pulled off and show what a mistake it was to try and tangle with the internet. Right. <laughs> right. Be old and stodgy and stuffy. Do not come to the internet. No. And then later they had to, they had to vote for the fan favorite movies, which I don't really have a problem with. If the Oscars mm-hmm. sure show clips from big budget fun movie, like that's people it, go to the movies should, for that. Yeah, it should yeah. be a celebration of movies. But of course, what one fan favorite movie? Army of the Dead, the Netflix Zack Snyder baby movie from Zack Snyder. So clean sweep on the internet votes for <laughs> Senior Snyder. Wow, yeah. makes me want to run into the Speed Force. Yeah, we have to go back. <laughs> anyway, now, I don't think anything else happened. Nothing else happened that I, nope. I care about. Um, um, the the character Anita won an actress her second Oscar from West Side Story. Yeah, as we have talked before, she joins the Joker and Vito Corleone as the only characters mm. to win two Oscars. Mm. That's interesting. So if anyone even remembers the award, the best picture went to Coda. I'm not yep. sure if that's an upset. I, I again, I didn't. I don't think there was a real clear. It, it, it built built up over time, like the just a build a following. People were rooting for it, so it came around as it's a feel good movie. I remember reviewing that's... it on here and saying how I thought it would thought it was just kind of hokey and. Didn't do much for me, so... Those usually seem to have the edge of the Oscars over the yeah. dr- dark and dreary. But I didn't have a problem with it winning. It's fine. It's just I, it's not the best movie of the year by any stretch of the imagination. So that's kind of what I... The kind of movie that I think should win. I think in... in of just, like, looking back on it, who's going to look back on that and be like, yeah, that was the right movie that year? Mm-hmm. No one's going to look back on this Oscars and think of anything, but the one. That... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, best director went to Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Uh, best animated feature went to Encanto. Best supporting actress, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Best actress, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer for Coda. That one, best, he, he was good, yeah. And Best Actor went to one William Smith. Right, retire after this. <laughs> At least for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no takes. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't want, I don't think Kapow has an official take. Everyone already had mm-hmm. their takes. They were all yeah. terrible. They yeah. all made me uncomfortable, so. Yeah. Me I too. have no I official take for the record. I am one white guy that's just going to not comment on that at all. <laughs> so anyway, it was. I love the Oscars and I just wish they would just celebrate movies and tr- stop trying to pull tricks. Even though, honestly, the show wasn't that bad. Like As much as everyone was freaking out thinking it was going to be uh, forget about movies it didn't do too bad and you know it was comparable to some of the past years but i just wish they'd get back to 
celebrating movies. Don't try to do this internet junk and just focus on who has an anniversary that makes sense instead of the what was the weird 28th Pulp Fiction, 28 year Pulp Fiction anniversary. I was like, what are you doing? Can't wait two more years or something? Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know what they were doing. That was weird. Somebody in the cast will be canceled long before this, so we had to get it out of the way now. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's true. So. Oh. <sighs> any, any other newsworthy stories? I saw a bunch of people are they're all uh, hopping on the uh, boycott Disney bandwagon currently, so those that that next Walt Disney World trip of mine might uh, might be kind of nice. Have a lot fewer people around, I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think they'll get rid of Tapek eventually? Uh, I think they'll. I think personally, they will wait it out until his uh, contract extension time comes up and then just leave him hanging out to dry he has somehow pissed off every side you can think of um in one giant uh swoop and uh i don't know anybody that that uh, may i guess the investors would be probably be the only ones actually happy with what he's doing i suppose i mean if you looked at their numbers and their profit but as a as a parks fan you know he uh, he's he's torn apart a lot (laughs) he's taken away a lot and uh the only way you're gonna get part of of what we got for free or what we got for included is uh now you gotta pay a premium for so i don't know i don't I, I i don't see him his ceo ship lasting very long i don't see how it can so I, if i was uh the board i would be on the phone with tom staggs uh or i would have been on the phone with tom staggs as soon as this stuff started to go down with chapek but I, 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 at this point, I have no idea what's going to happen. But I think he's definitely uh, closer to the door than uh, was anticipated. All right, so we've probably been watching some stuff. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams, that is what we are. Cross the streams. Right? I watched some good stuff. Let's hear it. And Glad. some bad I like, stuff. I like good stuff. I want some good stuff and some bad stuff. Well, I had some news before we jumped in. Anyway. Oh, okay. News. Um, the CW announced the whole slate of their renewals for next year. Mm. Just to let you know. Flash will be coming back for season nine. Superman and Lois renewed for season three. Uh, and then renewers for All-American. Nancy Drew. Kung Fu. Walker. And a seventh season of Riverdale. So those were all made official. There's a few that haven't yet. Um, it said they were still waiting on decisions to be made before the upfronts in May, which are when the the, the networks all promote their stuff to, to the media. So we haven't heard anything about Batwoman, yeah. Naomi, or Legends of Tomorrow yet. Have you watched any of that Naomi yet? I've watched this first season. 
it's it has some interesting concepts, but mm-hmm. it just hasn't it hasn't been really nothing to grab you with me all that much. Yeah. Know? It just has that thing there's a good setup. If you don't know anything about it, she's a superhero. Basically, she's an alien from another world. She was adopted. She's the Superman story, but on a you know, world without superheroes. And there's this antagonist for the whole first half of the season who she thinks is trying to hide stuff from her and keep stuff from her. And there's a switch. You realize he's been protecting her and like keeping her safe from stuff. And it was a really good moment. And they revealed it, and she has to grab. Oh, this guy I thought was against me is with me. And they got trapped in this building, and like the the gates all shut down, and, and security was swarming at them. And the whole hour was them like trying to escape the building in the most slow motion. Like they ran into a room. Like I think we can hide here for a minute. <laughs> so why did you why did you act that way toward me? Well, I gotta tell you. And then they had a ten minute conversation. And it's like, well, I don't know whether it's the budget or the way these shows are written and constructed, but it's like. Even when you have some momentum, the low stakes, the low low energy of these shows just kill it uh, really, really hard, really fast. But CW also had uh, three pilots in development. Um, the prequels Walker Independence. So we get a prequel to Walker, Texas Ranger. And the Winchesters, a prequel to Supernatural. And the third one in development is Gotham Knights. And it was described as Bruce Wayne is murdered. His adopted son forges an alliance with the children of Batman's enemies, becoming its next generation of saviors known as the Gotham Knights. And the cast includes Harvey Dent, his daughter Dula Dent, the Carrie Kelly version of Robin, and the sibling duo Harper and Cullen Rowe. So it's again, it's gonna be weird, yeah. like next generation alternate reality Gotham City kind of stuff. So we'll see. Those are those are pilots that haven't been picked up or anything yet. But hmm. well, I know over on HBO they had uh, they for a while they were heavily promoting that uh, DC um, show, the DMZ. I think with Rosario Dawson. But I haven't, I haven't gotten finished her. that yet. But I started. Oh, did you? Okay, I haven't got into it yet. But I mean. It looked rather adult. I'm assuming on HBO and knowing their DC yeah, I, stuff. Yeah, i like, yeah. I mean, it's not comic booky. If you didn't know it was from a comic, you, yeah, you know, you'd never know. But um, yeah, it was a Vertigo series in 2005 to 2012. Ran 72 issues. Had Brian Wood and Ricardo Bercielli. So the comic. So the idea is there's there's been a second civil war in America. And there's like the United States and the free states of America battling it out. And the front line is basically Manhattan. So that's been declared a demilitarized zone. Mm-hmm. And it's been walled off and no one can get in or out. Or, well, people do. They smuggle each other out. But you're not supposed to. So that, that was the basis of the comic. And the star of the comic was a journalist who went into the DMZ and was embedded in there. And it was just stories that this journalist was uncovering. And one of the characters he first meets is the Rosario Dawson character, Z. So they decide to make the show all about her because I think she's she's a more interesting character. So I was trying to think. I couldn't think of a show, a comic that has been adapted into a show that's completely different from. They only have the same cast as as the source material. The main character is not involved whatsoever in the show. So, (laughs) but Benjamin Bratt is 
was really good in it as like a gang leader. Um, yeah, it was it, it was solid what I've seen so far. Hmm. Oh. So go ahead and tell us what you've watched. It's good there, Seth. Good or bad? We're gonna start good. with good. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Severance. Severance. Okay. Go ahead and have a seat. <clears throat> My name is Mark S. I'm Helly R. My name is Irving B. My name is Dylan G. And I have, of my own free accord, elected to undergo the procedure known as severance. Awesome. I give consent for the Lumen Corporation. And it's a good corporation. To sever my memories between my work life and my personal life. I acknowledge that once the procedure is complete, I will be unable to access my personal memories whilst on Lumen's severed floor. Nor will I retain work memories when I return home at the end of the day. I am aware that this alteration is comprehensive and irreversible. I make these statements freely. Okay, that's a wrap. Open or closed? Season one on Apple TV Plus. You should get it just to watch this show. And Coda, best picture, is on there. I'm sure if you like that, it's on there. But I think I told you guys. I told you guys about the show, right? Briefly. Yeah, where you can separate your work and your home life. Yes, and that that's as much as I would like to tell you about the plot. Because honestly, when I watched the first episode or whatever, I didn't even know that. And I had to find that out by watching it, which was very, you know, weird to, <laughs> I mean, they, they, that was probably the right way to watch it. But who, how do you watch anything nowadays without being spoiled? How, well, yeah, well, without being enticed, I guess. You know, if you don't know the plot at all, you're highly unlikely to watch. But anyway, it's great directed by ben stiller for the most part and this anyway it's it's really good sci-fi uh it, it reminds me of lost in a good way it feels like they wrote this knowing where they're going <laughs> instead of just making a puzzle for puzzle's sake so yeah, as you watch the whole season, there's things that you're like, what does that mean? What does this mean? And at the end of the first season, you don't get all the answers. They've definitely set themselves up to continue the show, but you get enough answers. You get, you're not frustrated by the end. It's very like, in fact, I was watching this last episode thinking man they better not do this or that it's gonna frustrate me and i was not i was definitely just and just can't stand the wait till the next season like they really left a good cliffhanger which gave you information you didn't know and kind of blew my mind so anyway it's adam scott is the star of the show and it's got a 
John Turturro, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, the Britt Lauer was Helly. She was the, I was trying to think what I'd seen her in before. It was Man Seeking Woman. She played uh, his girlfriend in Man Seeking Woman, I'm pretty sure. Let's see what her name was in that. Liz, you know, but anyway, uh, Zach Cherry, Tramel Tillman. Anyway, it's a great cast, great show, good, good sci fi of trying to figure out the consequences of that setup. You know, what they've created, what is this company really trying to do, and where are they going to go from here? But I, w- I would not necessarily have been over the top recommending it if I, until I saw the finale. And it makes me kind of want to watch it again and see what, you know, how, how that everything tied together. But it's great stuff. Hmm. That gets my biggest re- recommendation. If you have Apple TV Plus, you definitely should be watching. And if you don't, it's five bucks. The whole season's out there. Get get it for uh, you know subscription for a month and burn through it in a weekend. The other thing I watched that was great was Julia. The food itself is like a passport. Let her in. You look lovely this morning. Not camera ready, as they say. What are you going to talk about? I guess the book. Before everyone forgets about it completely. At this stage of my life, I want to feel relevant. My guest this afternoon writes cookbooks. Maybe we'll rename our little program what my wife's been reading. Welcome, Julia Child. What a lovely introduction. And I've come just in time. What is she doing? Are you all right down there? You were a treasured guest in living rooms all over Boston. To Julia. To us. I've had a recurring thought that I'd like to propose to you. An educational cooking show hosted by myself. Feels flimsy to me. This is public television, for God's sake. Shouldn't we go with someone with a more camera-friendly look and a less distinctive sound? You were onto something so big. I'm just sorry that my colleagues don't have the vision to see it yet. Where are these gentlemen? One of the advantages of looking like me is that you learn at a young age how not to take no for an answer. I don't know if I can do all this. Doing this is genius. Action! Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. Welcome to the French Chef. But you said you watched some of this. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I've watched the first three episodes so far. Um, yeah, it's just a on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. It's about Julia Child and her, uh, doing her her getting and doing her cooking the first cooking television show. So, um, yeah, you guys remember watching that? You ever? I mean. I mean, I don't. We know who Julia Child. Is. Yeah. Do people nowadays? Do people nowadays know who Julia Child? Is? No, they do. I don't think most of them do, as far as younger people, because my daughter had no idea who she was. And yeah, um, yeah we certainly know. That, I, I, that's not novel. Being a chef on TV <laughs> is not a weird thing. No, no we have entire <laughs> networks for that now. So yeah, yeah. So this Very is the first. Um, but I'm no, really impressed with. With the girl playing her, yeah, Sarah Lancashire. I, I, I knew I'd seen her before, but I think what I saw her in was this Happy Valley. I watched uh, 
some of it. It's like a British uh, mm-hmm. crime drama mm-hmm. um, that she's that she plays a, a cop, and it's kind of quirky, a quirky show. But she she's she's very likable and does a great Julia Child. I mean, a good. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they could have got anybody to do a better job as as that character and no, be likable and anybody else would have come off as silly. I think. Mm-hmm. And she really just kind of. She makes it seem real. It's like it's like that that ridiculous voice and all that. She tones it down instead of going mm-hmm. for it over the top. She tones it down a little bit and right. just makes her a real three dimensional character. Yeah, I just i I love the the relationship she has with her husband. It's just such a sweet thing for television today that we don't see so much of anymore. And that's what really has attracted me to the show, is getting um, uh, all I can think David of David Hyde Pierce. David yes. Hyde Pierce. Yeah, David Hyde Niles, Pierce. Niles, I, I, we got a Frasier reunion with with him and maybe B. B. New Newworth, and I mean, so they're both great in it, and that, I excellent. love. I watch Frasier every night at work on my break. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I, I love seeing these. These guys, they're. He's an actor. It's a good show. I haven't seen much, him in many things besides Frasier. And so it was when he hit the screen, it was kind of nice. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's really good. I like him. And it's just such a nice relationship they have between the two of them. Just as a couple, they don't have children. And they're just two adults living their lives together and yeah. sharing and, and, they don't let you know the support they give each other i guess is the main thing of, of yeah. the show so it's just yeah. it, it's done very well and i i love that time thought, period and... i love the the guy playing her producer does he look familiar i don't know if you've seen the movie but i was like that face looks so familiar but he's got an old-timey haircut mm-hmm. you know and i'm just like where have i seen this guy before he was the nerd in uh, the cabin in the woods. Who it, it mm-hmm. was like the, you know, they had it was all stereotypes each of the characters, whatever. But the the nerd in it, I don't think I'd seen in anything else. And he, Fram Crams or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's in this. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, just surprised me. But anyway, it's a good show if you like. It's a good feeling show, you know. Everyone, you gotta Definitely. have a positive, fun show and see her success story and how she made it happen. So that's good. Anybody else watching anything? Oh, just a little show called Moon Knight. Stephen, there he is. Hello, man in the mirror. I know you're scared a bit. Yeah. I know you're confused. You weren't supposed to see any of this. What are you? Sure, you want to know? Mark, you look different. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Am I like some sort of secret agent? It's a little more complicated than that. We protect the vulnerable and deliver justice. This is the best, worst day of my life. 
Angels Moon Knight, only on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, got <laughs> the first couple. Episodes. I forgot about it. I'm like a freaking goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I don't know. I don't know anything about this character, so it hasn't really done much it's only been two episodes but it, it hasn't done a whole lot for me yet so far well, it's, a, it's a it's a third over so <laughs> there's only six so it's yeah a I, significant I, portion yeah i i don't know i mean you guys I, uh, would be much more informed on this than yeah. me i'm not a uh you know i don't know a ton about moon knight read very little noah's basic deal and his psychological stuff and the, you know, the avatar of that, of no shoe or whoever. But I think the show's great. I, I think they screwed up releasing one episode the first week. They should have released the first two episodes because it made it just filled it out, let you see what, you know, more of what was going on. Yeah, I love F. Murray Abraham as the voice mm-hmm. of those shows. Like, oh, the idiot's back, you know. <laughs> Just like that, he's great. He's doing yeah. great. Like, Ethan Hawke is a is excellent. You I, know, I I give a lot of I, credit I for good. what Oscar Isaac has done with it. You know, that's always a tough, I'm sure, a challenging type of thing to do. Um, and, and he's really good in it. It's just uh, the story hasn't grab me more or less i guess so i don't know what i was really expecting out of it or that i was expecting anything out of it i don't hate it i just as far as the marvel shows this has been the one that really just hadn't grabbed me yet so it may turn out i'm i feel totally different by the end of it and we'll have to see i heard a little bit of grumbling like you said after that first episode Oh, we barely even saw Moon Knight. It's too slow. It's too. There's, you know. That's my least favorite part of it is when mm-hmm. Moon Knight comes out. When he's it's like, I like the mystery of what I like the not scene. What he's that's, doing. That's what I thought was so clever about starting this. Starting with the character instead of the plot and the lore and the history, because this show could have very easily started ten thousand years ago in Egypt. Mm-hmm. the god Conchu did you know it's like you could have laid all that out at the beginning with a with a pre uh yeah that, a, a preamble pre yeah and like you could have just explained it all or you could have you could discover it along with oscar isaac because he has no clue what's going on so i was fine with that get, getting to like this character and getting to sympathize with this character before we know his full deal i thought that was really good um and I really liked his performance, especially, but I really liked, you know, he wakes up and goes to the museum. And in my head, how many millions of times have we seen this? He's, <laughs> he, we know he has ties to Egypt. So, of course, he's a world around scholar of Egyptian lore or whatever. It's like, oh, no, he works in the gift shop. Like, yeah. I thought that, like, those little touches of, like, he's just an everyday guy. And I don't know, just little moments caught me. Like, I, I'm, Again, I, I haven't made up my mind on it yet. I don't know that it's the best thing on on Disney Plus, but I I, I think it's got some it's got some things I can hook on. To. I will say it yeah. was they did a just the production in general. They did a really good job. Oscar Isaac did a really good job playing Stephen, and just 
his British, the, the, the just the way he spoke. He, it's, it didn't sound like an American trying to do a British accent because he's using phrases and terms uh, in a very British, in a very UK way instead of a, an American guy, you know, that just does an accent and says, thanks. You know, he says, cheers. He, you know, the way uh, he bickers back and forth with his boss at the, at the, uh, the museum, it, it was just, it felt very authentic in that way. And I like immediately I was like, Oh, this is really good. Like it's showing attention to detail. We don't always get in some of these big, all encompassing heavy on effects productions. So I really enjoyed that little, little things of, of seem very authentic, I guess. So far so like- good. I think. Yeah, I like the action scenes in that first one were basically all off screen. He just kept waking up mm-hmm. to the results of his actions. Again, it's just the, the teases that they gave you. So this would be, would have in the old days been called multiple personalities or multiple personality disorder. Now dissociative identity disorder. So yeah, that's, that's a way they kind of in the comic book continuity, they, he had multiple, um, secret identities and stuff. So they, he's one of those characters who's had a lot of origin stories and a lot of complicated, like the Hawkman sort of deal. Mm -hmm. He's been a lot of different characters and a lot of different things. And a lot, he's had a lot of different jobs. So, uh, this is one way to kind of, to get around that. Hmm. But yeah, he's, so he just woke up in Egypt. So we're going to jump off some big adventure in in the homeland, I guess. So I'm I'm looking forward to where it's going to go. Did you guys skateboard? Back in the day, at all? No, shake, this disgust, just shaking their heads in disgust. No. I was not that coordinated. Uh, <laughs> well, I when Back to the Future came out and relit the skateboarding world that had been crazy big in the '70s, and then just was starting to come back in the '80s, and then they, you know, I I know that I related to Back to the Future because that's when. Was like, wow, he's got a skateboard. That's cool. I got a good skateboard. Went and got a Volterra, just like his, and had that. And then, anyway, got kind of caught up with some friends in the, you know, skating, you know, and just go downtown skating at the employment office, anywhere that had any cool, you know, good pavement to street skate on. We did when we, we might be BMXers for, one summer and skateboarders in the fall or back, you know, constantly jumping back and forth. But, uh, it was big around here at the time. And, um, uh, used to get thrasher magazine, trans world skateboarding magazine, and just like follow all the pro skaters, watch the bones brigades video. I knew everybody's freaking name. That was not as cop as Christian Osoy, Lance mountain. I, you know, there were tons of, pro skateboarders and i did, didn't get out of skateboarding until till like two or three years into doing it when like i've told before i ordered my neil blender mini skateboard new skateboard and it came to the house and i didn't even open it because i just went to my friend's house and played a nintendo entertainment system and i was like nope send the skateboard back i'm buying the nintendo and that was basically where it ended. I bought, I've had skateboards since then and stuff. I've got one around here somewhere, but that kind of ended the skate much and started playing video games all the time. But there's a documentary on uh, 
HBO Max this week came out. Uh, I think it's produced by Duplass Productions, but it's um, called Tony Hawk Till the Wheels Come Off. And it's a like two-hour documentary of his life. He's the by far the most famous skateboarder and he is mostly a ramp he's a ramp skater i mean he did it all but he was known for his you know skating on a half pipe mostly or in bowls and stuff and he he was the guy that won all the competitions and everybody hated for being a goody two shoes you know the mr perfect type thing but it's you know he's it goes through his life from being a kid, you know, little kid up through now. And it's a, it's really great. I'm kind of curious what people think of it that haven't, that weren't into all that stuff and don't know who all these guys are, but I, I thought it was really good documentary, like very fun. You get tons of footage cause it was a huge thing at the time. I said, I mean, one of my favorite skaters, Rodney Mullins is interviewed a lot in it and he's kind of odd, an oddball, but, he was called he was a freestyle skater and he just kind of would stand in one place and do tricks on the skateboard flipping it around and jumping just like when you see footage of, the, of this stuff in here it's just like what talent it took to do these things like we were far more into street skating around here because skating a half pipe is just like deadly it's like I, you had to have balls of steel to do the th- do that stuff and I don't know. I know they have they have a skate park down here. I don't even know if mm-hmm. it's kept up or maintained. I haven't been down there for years, but they put a bowl in and stuff. And anyway, I'm, you guys should somebody should check it out. Tell me what you think because I thought it was really good. He's yeah. yeah, I mean he's notorious nowadays. All anybody knows him for is uh, people re- almost recognizing him or saying, you know, you look <laughs> like Tony Hawk. That's the thing he's most famous for now really good yeah i somehow uh i don't know i i uh, i remember when the his video games first started coming out and how excited people and people would yeah. play that for hours and hours and hours but yeah i was skateboarding i don't know it might just be an age difference <laughs> yeah i don't know so. probably yeah i was in high school i mean i'm taught i was in high school when it was really huge around here mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so i uh i don't i mean i knew people skateboarded i knew that was a thing but i didn't know anybody that did it that as far as i can remember right. yeah so. that's just who you who you're friends with yeah like literally one of my best friends i had known him when we were in kindergarten and then i did, hadn't seen him for like you know till this was the summer of 86 I finally started hanging out with him again, you know, I'm like 15, I think. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, I was 14 when I met him. He was our paper boy and he came collecting money for the paper and he was on his skateboard. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, (laughs) I got a skateboard from back to the future. (laughs) I was like, I'm going out there and let's, and and that was history. I mean, we just like, that was the, I still say that's the best summer of my life was, the summer we spent, you know, skateboarding and riding bikes and doing all the stuff the year before I started going to public school and mm-hmm. in, in ninth in ninth grade. And then right, right when the summer was over, they extended it with a three week teacher strike. Right when I got my new bike, it was just best summer ever. 
I I would have needed streets to be a street skater. So. Oh, true. True. Being being a County Road Eight skater wouldn't have been the wouldn't have quite worked as a gravel driveway skater. Somebody had a ramp in uh, Williamstown, a half a quarter pipe, and we used to ride over there to like go see it, you know, go see them do stuff, and uh, we'd have to ride our bikes across the Williamstown Bridge. Well, it was closed. It was just condemned. We'd ride our bikes and, and jumping over the holes in the bridge uh, as we're going. Just, hmm. you'd kill your kid if you knew they were doing anything like that nowadays. Yeah, the old Williamstown Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Before they blow it up. Yeah, I have a picture of me and I think my grandparents. I think I remember when they blew it up. I didn't. I didn't go to school on time that day because I went to go watch them blow up the bridge. I mean, I was in. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think everybody was down there. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah I was, like, I was probably it. in like third grade or something, I think. And yeah, I have a picture there. So and the picture, I think we have a picture of when it blew up and was dropped into the river. So I've got one too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a monumental moment in the mid Ohio Valley. <laughs> it is. It, it is. Nobody forget. They don't blow bridges up enough. <laughs> Fix a lot of things around here. Blow, couple right, just blow it up. Whoever's running for office this year, that needs to be their, their platform. <laughs> I will blow up more yeah. Bridget. It's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, yeah, that's good stuff. I don't Did think anyone I... check out the, uh, the pirate comedy on HBO, Our Flag Means Death? What we're about to do will be perilous. Some of us won't be coming back. Others may be devastated by what they've witnessed. So, if that's the case, what will we do? Something I've always encouraged? Uh, bottle it up. No. We talk about it. Exactly. We talk it through as a... Crew. Approach on the vessel, Captain. Right, this is it. Places, everyone. Look scary. <laughs> Every pirate captain captains pirates differently. Traditionally, piracy is a culture of abuse. And my thought is, why can't one be a gentleman and a pirate? We're swashbuckling. Let's have fun with it. This is how you die. Fuck is you supposed to be? I'm Steed. He's a gentleman pirate. You're an idiot. He's a fancy man with a fancy ship. Hi all. He travels with a brigade of imbeciles. Do I have that right? Completely unprofessional. Fascinating. I watched the first episode. I think I did too. A few weeks ago. I mean, I know it's good. Just like I know what we do in the shadows is good and that, but it's not what I want to watch ever. <laughs> you know, I know it's good and I enjoy it fine, but I don't, it's not my thing. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I can't it get has into a this. Very similar tone to what we do in the shadows, the, the Taika Waititi brand of uh, silliness and uh, kind of subtle, subtle humor, but also over the top wackiness as well. So it's 10, uh, 10 episodes, half hours a piece. 
and it's it's kind of based on a true story. There was an actual pirate named Steed Bonnet who had a very comfortable life as an aristocrat, was a very rich person, owned land, had a big family, and he just wasn't happy. So he left all of it and just became a pirate. And he did, he did it with, like he had a whole library on board. He had a huge closet on board with all his fancy outfits. He paid his crew like a monthly wage. Like pirates just, you know, wh- yeah. whatever they stole, they got. Like he had yeah. a pay, you know, he had the paychecks. <laughs> like, so he was a very eccentric, odd person in real life. And this just takes that up, cranks it to 11. It's a uh, Reese Darby is the main character. Uh, Flight of the Concords that, that wrecked. Uh, sitcom on TBS about the the plane crash on the island. He's he's been in a million things. You'd, you'd recognize him, I'm sure. So oh yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. It's silly. I've enjoyed it. I, I haven't finished it. Like it's yeah. It's not one I've binged my way through. It's you kind of have to be in the right mood for it. But I've I've enjoyed it. Cliff, we watched this as us and bitched about it. <laughs> Let's do it in public. Like... <laughs> that was just for us. No. no. Uh, we've, yeah. raved, we've raved about it too much. <laughs> they sucked me in. And, and they have to know that I'm mad now. This is the final season. They were, they were like, we're not going to make this go on too long. You know, the first five seasons have been really good. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we're going to just go one more season. And I thought, that's a great idea. Just do one final season, wrap it up, and not drag it out and you know just keep milking this cash cow and then this final season has been terrible yeah it's not it's terrible it's like they have no ideas they have no good ideas of anything to do they didn't set things up in the previous seasons hope Mm -hmm. you know to pay off in this final six this sixth season i think they just had stuff to pay off through the fifth season and that was it yeah and now they're just struggling dragging themselves to the finish line and it's awful. And that this past episode where they had this that little blind kid yeah. in his red boots going out like the kid in it. <laughs> and you know he's gonna get hurt. You already know he's gonna get hurt when he leaves. And it's horrible. It's it's just yeah, yeah. way it's... too long anticipation of this. It's like it was just the most garbage television I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm I I'm really not enjoying uh most of the last season, uh, especially this drawn out conflict between Kate and Toby and oh we're going to we're not going to get our happily ever after and we're going to get divorced and like okay, we've known that for a really long time now at this point and you just keep dragging it out and having them fight and making Toby that a character that we, that they built up for season after season. Yeah. And, and, and just making them out to just be terrible people. And I'm just like, I don't enjoy this. (laughs) And I get what they're like. They're trying. I get the point of saying like, yeah, these are two good people and that, yeah, that it doesn't always, work. Yeah, like it doesn't they, they, you don't. They're not. Net, yeah, they don't have because they're arguing. They're bad people when they're around each other. Yes, it's not like they're bad people, you know. But it's not fun to watch. No, no one wants to watch that. That's <laughs> exactly just not. It's not what this show is supposed to be. 
no, or ever was. So yeah, that's no. the problem. It's not, I get what they're say, trying to say with it, but it is far too much of it. It's every it's, episode. Now. It's every episode. And we're not getting anything entertaining from any of the other central characters at this yeah. point, really. I'm watching it for the time travel stuff. For yeah. the, I'm watching it for the different times and how they reflect on each other. And the surprises that come with that, you see how, oh, this is how it was handled back then. This, uh, but, but, but even they don't in the do flashbacks, that. it feels like they're doing things, they're showing things they've already shown. They're doing yep. things they've already done. I mean, we've They don't have seen. anything to do with what's going on no. now most of, most of the time, except, you know, you, you said something about, you know, because there's that big moment where he, which he said this a million times, you know, oh yeah, you and your brothers, and da, da, mm-hmm. da, like, they're, they're all, the three of them always the standing three, up for yeah, each other yeah. the big three which i wanted so bad there's a gif i always want to use and i don't think it exists but i think of it and i wanted to send it last night when you said that but the one of when mike goes to the fight gonna go fight in the office and jim's behind him doing yeah. the doing <laughs> the, that i yeah. want a gif of that like <laughs> I, would, I would i would totally yeah send that all the time yeah but uh anyway and, I'm but I'm I don't know how many episodes are left. There can't be that many. We're yeah. in the spring, but just just give it up. I don't know what you're you you clearly had no ideas for the last yeah, season for for a show that w- that has been written so well since the beginning, and really didn't have any major stumbles along the way. Like it was always enough to keep me entertained and emotionally uh, into the show. Always and, good enough, sometimes great. Yeah, yeah. But this season just man, they are they have dropped the ball and I'm not really sure that they can pick it up and run with it at this point because what's left? I mean, you know, they're building the house, they're building the cabin, okay, fine, great. There's Nikki's got a girlfriend, okay, fine, great. Like uh, Kevin's moving on, what oh, okay. You know, it's just ah uh, it should be better. I just wanted to complain about it for a second. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It should be uh, So. That's all I got. I got all the other than things that are still ongoing that we were watching before. I'm waiting to right. see how they finish up. Exactly. Give a post-mortem. There's a bunch of movies coming out I want to catch, and then we'll talk about those. Yeah, I feel like we're just kind of in that slow point in the year, into the season right now, where right before everything starts to pick back up again. Um, yeah, Riverdale's still still kind of coming along, but you got, I, I'm waiting on you guys to get caught up with, or you guys ready to talk about it at least. So a couple episodes of that's been really good. But yeah, other than that, it's uh, baseball starting up here pretty, or uh, has started up this week and uh, finally into the regular season. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to watching a few games this year. So working on that and, need to get my radio going in the shop again so I can do like Jordan does with the Reds and I can listen to some games but yeah, I was definitely struck by how much TV is currently out it's like, oh and there's a baseball game every single night great <laughs> time to make some decisions on what to cut <laughs> <laughs> so but don't cut the podcast uh, yeah. we'll be here never never it was just our anniversary. I saw my Facebook memories 
It was. It was like start of April six years ago we started yeah we switched to cup house something like yeah. that so. wow six years wow <laughs> 320 some episodes and six years later wow who would have thought overtook the ogres we're well past them on on uh, episode count so I don't, every, what it, I don't know what I don't know what's category. left for us to do. I mean, we've kind of accomplished everything. We're like, this is the yeah, we'll highest never, run. Once we'll you beat the Ogres, how do you beat that? We'll never catch Jesse. We're, we no, always have no, something to strive no. for. Strive forward, try to reach that zenith. We'll always be in Jesse's rearview mirror. So that's that's. I'm gonna have him over here tomorrow for some Dragon Age and kick his ass around the room, so around the table. So <laughs> it's the only place we can dominate. Hmm. Get that clip. Clemp Clattenburg in here. <laughs> some bruises on him. Oh, shoot. All right, I think that does it for this episode. We'd love to hear from you on social media or just shout out the window and tell us what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear more of. Let us know. We're here to cater to you. We want to, we want to be the show you want to hear. And until next time, my name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Farnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.